Welcome to I Caught It on Audio. This is Water Cooler Chat Episode 16, The Rings of Power, Season 1, Episode 5. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Got It on Audio, a 64 Tacos podcast. Today we are going to be continuing our water cooler chat about the Amazon Prime show The Rings of Power. We are going through the first season, and today we'll be talking about episode five, which is titled Partings. I'll just read a quick synopsis off the Wikipedia, hopefully be better at reading words than last week. While protecting Nori from the and the other Harfoot from a wolf pack, the stranger injures his arm due to his own magic. He heals it using conjured ice water, but it blasts Nori away with a shockwave, frightening her. In Numenor, Gladriel convinces Halbrand to join the expedition to Middle-earth after retelling her battles and losses against Sauron. At the same time, Kemen, son of Farazan, attempts to destroy the expedition ships, believing Gladriel and Muriel will take the fall and allow Farazan to rise to power with the people's support. However, he is caught by Isildur, who is rewarded with a spot on the expedition crew. In Linden, Gilgalad reveals to Elrond his knowledge of and intention to use dwarvish mithril to extend the existence of the elves. Elrond admits this discovery to Durin, and they return to Kazakh Doom to try and convince King Durin. In the Southlands, half the townspeople cave to Adar's demands to join him, believing him to be Sauron. Theo shows the broken sword to Arondir, who realizes it is the key to warp the Southlands into Sauron's realm of evil. Seeing their watchtower as a target, the remaining townspeople prepare for battle against the approaching orc army. So, we got to see, uh, got to see all our groups in this episode. Matt, what what did you think about the splitting of the humans um, in the Southlands? I it wasn't a surprise. We already knew the one guy was aligned with Sauron's forces and was loyal to him. Still, um, I don't know how the remaining ones think that they could survive a siege. That just it. There's not a lot of them, and they were already running low on food and supplies. So I think their best bet would be to flee, honestly. Yeah, you got to think that it was kind of a not siding with evil and dying is better than siding with evil type thing, because otherwise there's no explanation for us to why they would stay, because it does seem hopeless. Dan, what do you think about all that? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. A lot of people make decisions. Um based on what's best for them, not on sort of a a grand moral ideology um, because they're in the moment and they, they do what they got to do. So some people were like, um, uh, whatever his name is, the old man who, uh, whose barn housed the, uh, the weird part sword that Theo found um, that guy. Um, Mm -hmm. Some, some wish to use Sauron to sort of bring them back up to their power. And I imagine a, a lot of them simply, didn't want to die, you know. Right. So how um, how long ago was it that Sauron was a thing? Like, well, we it know. Seems that... like the way they talk is like it was a long time ago. 
Yeah, because yeah. Gladriel uh, quested for hundreds of years yeah. to fi- find and completely eradicate Sauron after the last defeat of them, I, I believe. So and it's they, been some time. Well, they, we, we know for sure that Arondir has been, I think you said 72 years or 75 years or something that he was personally watching over um, these people. Right. Um, but I think, I think the, uh, the timeline with Gladriel implies that, you know, it was, it's, it's been maybe a dozen generations or more since they were directly under the power of Sauron. Um, so this, this guy clearly wasn't alive then. Yeah, well, that's what is making me think about it, because he seems like really loyal for someone yeah. who's never experienced it. Well, I think he just hates the way they're living, the sort of, you know, they're they're looked down upon by their guardians, the elves, because they don't trust them, which, you know, for cause, I suppose. And so he sees this as a, you know what, if they're going to think the worst of us, why not? embrace the power you know that 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 exists you know uh, right. that can raise us up regardless of whether we think it's evil or good right. so I, I think it's just a selfish reaction to being in a bad position yeah so what do we uh what are our thoughts on the whole elrond and the dwarves situation and and the new mythology about the creation of mithril i'm not sure if there's any any basis for this prior to the show, but I, this is the first I've heard of it. As far as I know, this was never part of the, the lore prior to the show. Now, is, is that true, Dan? Do you know? I, I don't know specifically. I don't remember this, this level of detail about, I don't even remember if Mithril is supposed to hold the light from the, from the tree. Um, I'm not sure if that's invented or not. I just don't remember or never, perhaps never knew, but it's feasible, you know, I yeah, suppose. It's, it's a really cool story. I mean, basically yeah. a, a pure elf was battling a, a Balrog to try and save a, a tree. And then the tree got struck by lightning while they were doing it. The lightning surged all the way down into the ground to the, to the base of the mountain and created Mithril, which I think is an awesome Awesome little yeah, it's a, story. It's a cool myth. Um, yeah, it's a very it's a cool myth. Or not, you know, it doesn't really matter, I, I don't think. Well, and most myths have some level of truth behind them, no matter how small. So it, it's just cool. Like, whatever the reality of it is. But I, I was a little annoyed by the king being like, oh, our, our, our tree's dying, and I bet you found Mithril, huh? Well, it seemed like he knew that he had found Mithril already, and it was like a test for Elrond. Yeah, yeah, you know, which is a little bit, he, how a little did bit he weird. Know? That that bothered me a little, and it I might be know. answered later. But and maybe we weren't, we're not meant to know how he know how he knew yet. You know, just like Elrond didn't know that he knew. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, but if it's something the dwarves are keeping super secret, it's just weird that the elf king, who doesn't really have relations with them much, right? You know, knew and yeah, it, that that part bothered me a little. But it it might get worked out. Sometimes these things get worked out. And you know, it could have just been they had heard rumors, so they weren't sure. But you know, 
Because I mean, when you look at how Duran and um, and Disa have protected their secrets, well, it didn't take it didn't take Elrond very long to figure what figure out what was going on. So yeah. it's possible that there's been whispers here and there, and they were like, "Ooh, I wonder if that's this, and maybe we can use that." It didn't take Elrond long to figure it out, but it did take Elrond going to them. Right, like they don't leave the mountain often, so it's not like rumors really vibrate out of that mountain too much yeah who who knows i guess maybe we'll find out maybe we won't but yeah that was a i don't know if it it was bad but it was a little you know the the elves can be devious and foolish and proud as well you know they're not perfect or anything of course so, you know I, that that can work uh especially if they're worried about their you know their existence in the long term you know you can't blame them for for uh trying to keep themselves alive uh, so back in Numenor, we've got um, Galadriel finally gets them on board, if you will, to send some ships and some troops over to Middle-earth, and shenanigans happen. Well, first we've got the whole little battle, in the or fake battle, I guess, with Galadriel taking on the whole, all the, all the Numenorians, uh, recruits uh which was kind of a neat little fight scene again yeah. showing the the elves expertise at swordsmanship this isn't the most important thing and i know that this is su- a super common trope but man when they're fighting with real swords like that it's so dumb it's, yeah. yeah they're gonna I was thinking each other. the same thing they're gonna damage the the edges of the swords like yeah you can't have practice swords I, training, I, don't, right. I don't know like well they don't look as cool <laughs> but it's not, it's not just this show. It's 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 everything. So okay, yeah, yeah w- whatever. But it always mildly annoys me, no matter what context. But it was a really cool scene. There was some cool sword fighting stuff. Yeah, you know, I thought it was. You know, it's it's a really cliche scene. Of course, they, they did a pretty good job with it. You know, considering yeah, it was still fun. It was fun seeing Gladriel. You know, be another another great elf warrior. You know, uh, so that was that was neat. Um. And then, uh, I gosh, the whole, um, was it Kevin destroying the ships? Yeah, blowing up the uh, the casks of oil or or whatever whatever flammable yeah. liquid was in there. That was for, a little bit weird. First of all, why why are they carrying these flasks of well, extremely I thought it flammable was some oil? Kind of um, strong alcohol is what I took it as. It looked like oil. You're you're right. It could have been some really viscous alcohol. It Perhaps, just yeah. Looked like oil to me. But it, it was it was so volatile that the ship next to the one on fire blew up. Like this doesn't seem very smart or safe <laughs> from a a nation that's known to be seafaring. You know, it, it didn't quite add up. Oh, um, it's for the jet engines in the boats. Oh, um, I forgot that. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, that's how they get to Middle Earth. Or maybe they they're like a Mediterranean uh, type society, so they really like their olive oil for cooking. Yeah, yeah, olive yeah. oil bursts into flames, right? That's yeah, that's that's how I use it. It's my understanding. All right. Yeah. So that I mean that was a little. I it wasn't wasn't my favorite moment in the episode. I'll just put it that way. I realize it was yeah meant to be a fun you know a. Uh, 
sensational way to get Isildur to be accepted as a crew member, you know, but it just didn't quite seem to add up very no, well. It doesn't uh, because, okay, two guys survived this explosion, right? Right. That we know of. And so your reward for surviving this explosion is you get to join the, the crew, not, hey, what the hell were you doing on this boat you had no business being by? Right. Yeah, they really they really sort of um sort of glossed over you know he's like oh he must he was on a a fishing boat why the the son of the advisor to the to the queen was on a a fishing boat I don't know. Yeah, I don't um know. But he was on a fishing boat and I, and you know so I had to oh I I think one of the casks exploded, right? And and this and Ellen deals like all right. Well, good job son. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of like, wait, wait, how did this happen? Who did this? Do we, you know, they mentioned maybe it was brigands. They don't know. OK, whatever. You know, that we, we know that the Numenorians aren't the smartest anyway, because they don't exist in the third age. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> <laughs> so perhaps a little, bit of, a little bit of foolishness is understandable. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a good point. <laughs> ah, and then we've got the the Harfoot. We got to spend a little time on the trail with the Harfoot, Nori and the gang. We have the stranger who still doesn't have a name, as far as I can tell. Why they wouldn't just start calling him something, I don't know. But yeah, it was some a pretty good use of the old um Thunderwave spell there by, by the stranger. Like yeah. straight out of fifth edition player's handbook to get the wolves uh scared away they were i I know it said wolves in the wikipedia description but didn't they look like wild boars kind of i think they they referred to them as wolves in the shore too yeah they looked like a cross between wolves and boars i thought they were boars when they were running up but their heads were definitely some kind of mutated wolf thing yeah yeah um I thought maybe wargs because they were really big, but I don't yeah. know. They're not wolf wolves. Yeah, and oh. they, they may be what become wargs. Like, I don't know if we've seen wargs yet, but they're, they're certainly somewhere between a wolf and a warg because it definitely was not just your, your basic wolf that you see in reality. Yeah, so we got to see some, you know, some wild magic, if you will, and he definitely... Definitely rolled a one on his wild surge and injured himself drastically. And then, uh, yeah. And then, then what else was going on? There was the, um, the forest they were going through didn't have any, was, was pretty much dead. And, um, what was it? They thought, they thought that may be due to the stranger. Yeah. So they were talking about taking the wheels from the carts. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're very superstitious, the Harfoots, and you know, understandably, they're not very powerful and they're tiny, and so they're they're worried about their 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 survival as a group above all other things, which you can understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was just one person advocating for it, you know, and uh, it seemed like the leader wasn't super excited about the idea. Right. What'd you guys think of this episode overall? I think it's uh, it continues in the this is pretty good vein. Still hasn't really erupted into like you know i there haven't been 
there have been some really cool visual and 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 uh, music moments, but there haven't been a ton of like, you know, if I'm comparing them to the um, to the Peter Jackson trilogy, the the Lord of the Rings trilogy, they haven't had like you know the Balrog at the you know in Khazad Doom at the bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, Gandalf, you know, uh, arriving on the, 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 the dawn of the fifth day, right. they haven't had these like thrilling wow moments yet. And now it's, we're just past halfway now, right? There's still uh, time yeah. for that. Um, so I'm, I'm just right now I'm like, this is good. I'm enjoying this. You know, I, I, I kind of like the slow building. I, I, I kind of like the slow pace, but I, I, and I will if the next three episodes are in the same vein, I'll be like, that was pretty good. And I'll watch the next season. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping that um, things go up a notch at, at some point, you know? Yeah, As I, it hasn't really wowed me yet other than some visual and, and music stuff. But I agree. It's it needs to it needs to take a step to to get that wow factor, like you said. But yeah, I'm I'm certainly enjoying it. It's it's well worth the time I've, I've invested in it so far, but yeah, it's, it's not perfect. There's definitely some flaws. What about you, Matt? Um, I agree with, uh, you that it's really good and enjoyable. Uh, I disagree about the wow factor thing. I'm enjoying the slower pick. I feel like something really crazy might feel like it's coming out of left field at this point with how we've been moving. There are definitely stories I'm far more invested in than others. Uh, the Gladriel Isildur thing, I I find really boring, even though it's probably going to be the most important part later. Right. But I love the Elrond dwarf part. That's probably my favorite. And the Harfoot are really fun. So I'm excited to see where it's going. Cool. Um has anybody changed their opinions on who they think Sauron is? I am now pretty sure it's the fourth option. Um, we haven't Hal- met them yet. Yep. Halbrand feels like they're steering him towards being that king. Um, still don't think it's a stranger. Uh, uh, Adar um, kind of said or implied that he's not. Um, I, I just I don't think that, that that that's Sauron either. Now, we did see these these three new white elvish like creatures at one point early in the in the episode. Yeah. Um, and they spent a lot of time looking at the one um, with the sort of blue eyes and the longer nose, like the sort of striking looking um, one, you know, that mm. maybe maybe that. You know, they looked elvish, looked fair in a, in a way, you know, like a right. fair and as in light, dressed in white and, you know, uh, in that way. But so I feel like whoever that is, is maybe now my my number one. I'm pretty sure the three that we were discussing as possibilities are probably not. That's that's where I'm at. How about you, Matt? I think I'm on with Dan's thoughts. I, I think Adar is out he seemed to be really put out by somebody thinking he was Sauron. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, um, definitely not Adar. I, oh, go ahead. I think he's going to. I'm torn between whether he's going to step up to the plate and become a leader, or if he's going to betray all these people. 
the stranger i think is leaning more towards the good spectrum than anything but that could all be an act so yeah he's they've really uh walked the line or uh about our balancing him with he tries to do good things but bad things happen when he does things yeah but maybe it's not intentional so they're really sort of balancing that yeah so I think the stranger is the only one who's still kind of on the table, but I think it's option for somebody we haven't met. Yeah, that's where I am too. Uh, if, if it's one of the three that we've met, it would be the stranger. I don't, I don't think we know nearly enough about the, uh, the characters that you were talking about, Dan, um, to even have a glimpse as, as to what they are. So I, I, I include them more in the, we don't know yet. Yeah. So it could be them. Or someone we don't know, um, and I think is I think that is the most likely scenario at this point. And if it is one of the three, it's it's the stranger. But I I'm less and less inclined to say that now. And then who is everyone's favorite character in this episode or in the series so far? For me, it's still Elrond. Elrond. Yep. Yeah. Um. I I would say it was um. It was. Durin, because he stole the table. <laughs> I I love Durin, and I love the relationship Durin and Elrond have. Yeah. And I love that Durin's kind of like, uh, you elves don't know anything about us, and I'm going to take advantage right. of this situation. <laughs> How about you, Dan? Um, gosh, that's uh, hard to hard to pick a favorite. I still. Uh, I still like um, Ellen Deal, um, but he didn't really do much in this episode to sort of encourage that. He was a little bit dumb, but, you know, you got blind spots with your kids. I understand that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's pretty well balanced. I, I don't actually like I guess the closest character to disliking is actually Galadriel. I don't think I dis- quite dislike her, but. um. I, I don't I don't know. I, the balance of have having an elf be very human like because it pushes the story forward and she's kind of our main hero and also making them feel making them feel as if they have the wisdom of of centuries or millennia of experience. You know, I I, I don't I don't hate her as a character. I just doesn't quite feel elvish to me still. Other than that, you know, I, you know, I, I, I quite, uh, I'm quite interested in the stranger. We just don't get a ton of them. I think the stranger is a really interesting character that I'm, I, I want to find out more about him, honestly, more than any of the others. Um, the other mystery ones like Adar or, um, or Halbrand or even these new, you know, suit elves or whatever they are that, that yeah. went to found, find the spot where the strangers meteor landed. But we just we don't spend that much time with him, and he maybe now that he's learning a little bit of whatever the common tongue of the of the land is uh, with Nori, maybe we'll actually get get a little more characterization from him because it's been a little bit one note uh, to this point. But yeah, well, hopefully. All right. Uh, any any final thoughts? Oh, another another night. Good looking and and sounding episode. Pretty well written. Pretty well acted. No complaints. They've all been at the same standard. Um, which is to say pretty good. Um, and if, if they, like I said earlier, if they, if they're all this good, I'll consider it a good solid, 
uh, season of television. I am just hoping that it escalates a little bit. You know, I understand Matt just dropping some, you know, craziness in and really like accelerating the, the uh, storytelling. You know, maybe that's not the best, but I, I would, there, it's just it's just missing a little bit of magic somehow. Um, and I just want them to grab a little bit of that in these last three episodes. Right. Well, with that, we're going to end this episode. We'll be talking about episode six next week. So tune in for that. I caught it on audio. 